When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It's a very versatile instrument uh, which can be adapted for many, many different types of music. And it has uh, so much inside it that has not yet even been discovered, I think. There is room there for everybody to find their own soul in the fiddle. Uh, it's a very expressive instrument and it's, it becomes part of you and an extension of you and really is uh, part of, becomes part of your soul and, and, and part of your heart. So... It, it fills every vein in your body, you know, it, it consumes you. And uh, it takes over, I suppose. Uh, and, of course, that can be dangerous at times as well. But it is an all-consuming passion, uh, playing fiddle. I had an aunt who was married to a great flute player. His name was Davy Welch. He lived in the public house in Mullock. And he taught me a few tunes in the tin whistle. So about 16 or 17 years... There was a fiddle here in the house. I don't know where it came from. A very bad yoke it was. But I was doing a job for my mother and I took it off the... It was hanging the partition. It was all dust. There was only two strings in it. And uh, <coughs> I had the bow and the bow was all so it wasn't played for years. So I was twisting the pigs and I got a few notes on one string and I went to the other string and I knew it was too low... low. And I tightened up the pigs and got the right notes, like, in the pigs. So I cleaned it up and I bought a set of strings in Milton Malbay and a box of resin. And I didn't know how to put the strings, but I know I had <laughs> the, tor- the fourth one for the third should be. But I was tinkering away with it, twisting it up and down till I got the notes. And that night I went in the room in the quiet and I played four or five tunes. So that's how I started the fiddle.
John Garden, the fiddle, I think, you see, was always there because my father played the fiddle, and there was always a couple of fiddles around the house. You know, there was there was, was more than one or two, and uh, like uh, I remember, like being at the kitchen table, like it was a breakfast time or something like, and and my father just kind of I says oh can I play can I can and I put the fiddle under my chin like I couldn't reach the other end of it it was a full size fiddle but I suppose it was probably the following Christmas when a half size fiddle showed up you know and I, I tore up to the bedroom like to show it to my father and mother like I said look at how Santa brought me like it was like incredible like he must mean me to be a fiddle player or something but um, one of my the, like where real attachment to an instrument came I remember my, my father went to Dublin sometime after that and got a three, he was recording or something and came back with a three quarter size fiddle like and I was extremely excited because this was going to be the key to sounding better and um I remember that morning I got up and he was still in bed or something, he got home late, but I couldn't open the case. I couldn't open it before school. And I remember I could smell it, like, literally, you know, it's some old Chinese fiddle or something. But I remember, like, going to school that day, and I didn't. I was a kid that didn't like school that much, but I, I remember feeling immune to any torture that day because there was a new fiddle when I got home, and I ran two miles back from school for that fiddle. And I never forget that day, that kind of... Uh, Oh, just pure excitement! Like I, I just—it was, you know, a rich feeling, you know. And that, that, and you know, then I, I, I got my up. My father gave me a fiddle then, like a full-size fiddle, which I've remained attached to all of my life, you know. Well, the kind of we may have a gobbled a gale and you call heartless and a bellagi, well, it's got we, um, been was it the pool, a co and hand chart and you guess Raja Harter, the course, the leg layer and the door, I guess, and the rass and I guess, um, we shall brelish a gall again, shaman you show, um, uh, coker a gomai dun, I guess, do you shaman you lay away, um, to do look as a snigel, Francie, guess that Martha, well, the couple can listen, she no comes, uh, um, was, we should we should we should at a wall of all of I guess there's a torlatic and an ash done a pasty. So we may have get the arrogant or done your lock a charity bit at the egg charity from the gunyan. Now we shall court to fidgel like an arm because fidgel had gone on to the under exoxar can do sick as can done my year hair garret near my year of her was it near she at a teal again option. I guess. Hashimijinia stroke with Lenny and the Fidula, I guess, get even a generous girl, you guess, Kashikuro, Fuage, Inta, Egmoher, Navimij, Shkradi, Shkoli, and the Strang, and you found a couple of Bienes, Karami. 
Eugene O'Curry, who was doing lectures uh, on you know, tra- traditional music and um, manners, customs of the ancient Irish. This was the end of the 1800s. But he refers to a translation of a poem about the Fair of Carmen, which relates roughly around Wexford. Uh, so there, it dates to about maybe the 7th century AD. So that's, it, it talks then about um, different kinds of uh, fiddles being around there. Um, it's just a reference. Um, fiddle, fiddlers, bones and chainmen and um, different kinds of other sorts of instruments as well. Uh, the next kind of data that we have from the fiddle, I think, is uh, from a, an actual fiddle bow which was found in Dublin, Viking Dublin, from the 11th century. You know, it's Middle Ages. Uh, that probably came from, you know, Viking Dublin probably came from Scandinavian countries. Maybe not. But the bow doesn't appear at all in fiddles until the after the Crusades, so it's Middle Ages before the bow was invented. These things were all plucked before then. So we have an earlier references to an instrument which is essentially the same as a fiddle, stretched strings over a box which people plucked, which gives great, should give great confidence to guitar players and bazooki players in the present time. People said this is not a traditional instrument. But I mean, we had plucked instruments before we had bowed ones, even in Ireland. Uh, then you have a, a carving of a fiddle player, fiddle with kind of a crude bow. It looks like a kind of a fetus or a fetal figure playing a, a bow in a church in Kerry. And um, that's from the 12th century. You know, it's fairly far back again. And uh, more recently than that, then you've, uh, there's all, all sorts of other references. And there's a writer in uh, 1674, Richard Head. He talks about in every field a fiddle and lasses footing it till they're all of a foam. Uh, obviously, fiddle music and dance. But by that stage, then so with the end of the 1600s, there's another reference to um, teaching the fiddle in Cork. Uh, but by that stage, the fiddle they're playing is probably not uh, any kind of indigenous fiddle at all. It's probably the modern fiddle. But the, the modern fiddle, the one we use, that figure eight chip fiddle, uh, that was invented in the, like the 1550s in Italy and really hasn't changed since. Now, there were earlier fiddles in Italy. If you, uh, if you look at the average Christmas card you get, there's pictures of angels playing these weird and wonderful-looking fiddles. These are all dating, I suppose, the end of the 1400s, early 1500s. They're crude kind of instruments, but they're all, they've always got a kind of a, a crescent-shaped bow. But the modern fiddle was the 1500s, and there still are examples surviving from the 1560s and 70s. I was in the Smithsonian Institute in Washington um, a couple of years ago there, and um, they have these five violas and uh, violins from the late, from the later 1500s. They're in a glass case, and they have to get the, they, they have to have them played every few days in order to keep them the wood keep them from falling apart. So I was in there, and like, actually, you, there's somebody playing an instrument which is, you know, 500 years or nearly 500 years old. It's quite an astonishing thing to realize that a little, little fragile box made of wood could actually last that long. But in reality, all there are very no ancient Irish fiddles floating around because they just rotted away. The, we have a lovely, damp, wet, miserable climate here. Things just crumble and rot. Himmelschein, I crack in the road to Kinta Xingyalar Shin, 
Yeah, he taught me, you know, we, we kind of had a, well, it t- wasn't a typical kind of teaching situation. Like, he'd teach me a bit every now and again, and I'd probably go away and forget it and have to have him teach it to me a second time and a third time, and he was impatient with it and I was impatient with it. Like, But it, it worked out like that he it was perfect, really, in a sense, because he, he, was, he was honest and he was encouraging, but he never forced me to play. I was never forced to play at all, or nobody ever made me practice or anything like that or said, you must do this. Or, so, But it was something that I, as a child, really wanted to do, and when I asked my father to show me things, he would. And he made himself available, and he was. He, and then we, as time went on, like we got less into the lessons, I suppose, and more into discussing it, like, and what was a good tune, what was a bad tune, why didn't you do this, or maybe you should try that, or you know. And so that's how I learned to play the fiddle, kind of a back and forth rapport, like about it, you know. Bidjun na rath di mitchart fa jimlian adish hashi deni maglohan espon kranha echart estagagidor le skafje paestivish was advisha the fallum gaelic. I guess what Chishin Lawful a couple of tune away, was it like a cult to Romlan or Lawful? Was it the one crana? I guess for Majanya Ward or Denny, I guess, um, Visha in Tamai, more Woonchar Kamai, more Visha Jacker or Meher Majinu Wununa, wasn't there the Hergeti to Wunugs, the ancient Hinogets, I guess, uh, Visha more Woonchar or Skal, I guess, and Munchar more Edler, so Vishin Jacker, Dawson Yenu. we could work um scholarly organization kiran tourist denyaku tashinim lenya naltan we make a career fadog stan igas or culture inta ele igas for shit art region um inta gasta volasgat nelsunkati kaishit just munchar inta vian 
But people always made their own fiddles, even here. Like there's a photograph in one of the board Falsi books from the 1950s of a fellow, uh, where have I been? Mullingar or somewhere like that. But he's playing a fiddle, it's kind of a triangular shaped thing. And it's not that we played a triangular shaped fiddle in Ireland, it's just that he made it himself. He probably bought the neck and the, and the pegs and things like this and he made his own body out of a piece of plywood. Uh, Tom Mulligan, who's um, the father of a Mulligan, the, you know, Tom Mulligan who runs, runs the Cobblestone pub, for instance. Like his, remember his, Tom's brother telling me that when he was a child, young fellow, he made, and his, him and his brother made fiddles out of tea chest wood and they, they copied the shape of a normal fiddle and they made them themselves. He said they were a bit lifeless, but they worked, you know, you could play music on them. Uh, Travelling people then in the middle years of the uh, 1900s, they made fiddles out of brass and tin. Uh, maybe it was an experiment, uh, or maybe it was just because you couldn't get plywood. I'm not too sure, but um, some people said it was because they wanted a quiet fiddle to play inside. The tone of a brass fiddle is so dead, and uh, it's just not a very resonant metal. Uh, they thought it maybe was not so as not to disturb the neighbours. Uh, I don't think so. When, but, you know, they, these are only, you can only speculate about it. But fiddles have been made here by all sorts of people. People have always made their own fiddles. I mean, my uh, grandfather was a joiner up in County Derry. And, um, and he made his own fiddle. He made a couple of fiddles. But his ancestor was a harp maker. But there's no connection between the two things. He just was a joiner, so he made his own fiddle. family, the Joan Cream would have been one of the more noted musicians. His mother played the concertina and there was always music there and we went down to Clare when we were young and learned off Junior. And then my father, as we arrived along on the scene, I think once you got to the age of five, asked us what we wanted to learn and then sent us into the College of Music to learn properly. And then he taught us the traditional music at home. So there was ten in the family, and six played the violin, two on the flute, one on the piano, and one on the cello. And those that were going to possibly make a career out were doubled up on the piano as well. So it was a fairly noisy household. All violins would be made fairly similarly from the different types of wood. The top would normally be spruce or pine. The back ribs and neck would be maple. 
and then the fittings can be usually ebony for pegs and fingerboard and tailpiece and then different stringing for different players different conditions to make one from beginning to end you could make one comfortably in a month and probably take as long varnishing the instrument but you could be making another instrument at the same time as varnishing a violin that's been played consistently would have a nice tone generally any new instrument will have to be played in and developed because the timber has never worked or vibrated as a musical instrument until the first time somebody takes it in their hand and plays it. So an old violin that's been lying up in the attic for decades would have gone relatively quiet in comparison to what it could sound like with good playing. The bows, all better bows, are made with Pernambuco wood which grows in a very small coastal part of Brazil. The hair is, best quality hair is Mongolian, Manchurian, Northern Chinese, white, unbleached hair. That's traditionally been cropped there to supply the European markets. Very little has actually changed in design of bows since Tort, a very good bow maker in France. Sound is basically made by rubbing the bow across the strings causing them to vibrate and vibrations go through the bridge into the belly of the violin through the sound post which is in the middle of the violin and reverberates out. There have been a number of noted violin makers in Ireland over the last few centuries. George Ward in Dublin from 1710 to 1750, Thomas Perry 1760 to 1818, James Perry I think a relation of his set in Kilkenny in 1780 to 1800s. John Delaney, another Dublin maker, 1795 to 1812. Joseph Perry in Dublin, 1800s. Michael J. Judge, another Dublin maker, 1886. And Edward Keane in Dublin, 1876. Can a wine attain that attain a Perry run was it best Balakia Perry Hain? We shall we shall grow um etchia cogra da thread shapel, I guess a runcha could wolf a jill haggis to rehert water to anish sanisha. Um, the Kunigo Mama wine, you roll lefty in your ruagum, I guess we may get a fidgeloor and we fidgelog on as run you said Japan and China and that it's China because you know form a beat at us. So when my stag here and Korean lawyer, because him my complican because I shouldn't have him my adlish again. So because you know some keen genuine lawyer, because how's my hands the mouth show again? Because again the version we shall meet upon the because how left in your comes because the mouth you may well answer them or. We do war against Fuam. We Fuam ledger a bug. I guess we can have the cottomy art and the hand So when I'm on the wall and trying to understand, I guess phone I'm aware of that she. That there, um, a fagal was the hajebre. We we should have can have the giris hajebre. I guess that she told me the point that the leg don chela leg me the point and a dinge. So we should cast like a. So, 
er Horus na ta dul ta et specialta egeperi and Mahil agus ni wile machi e galuna e avrashuna rodabi tarlodos so bishon morfigil bollegus bishon morfigil tashtag welcome I went into a fiddle shop in, in Chicago like and I wasn't looking for a fiddle but you know the way you just look at them nevertheless and pick them up and, and this this was the first fiddle your man handed me like and and I say I didn't even bother looking at the rest of them like after I got that in my hand because it kind of had the characteristics that I like you know um you know and I like a, a dark warm fiddle sound you know I've always ever since I was a child that was my sound because that I liked you know because I remember like listening to like recordings of Stefan Grappelli and stuff like that and going to because this warm velvet sound like coming off the fiddle and I'm going oh that's the sound I, I, that's the tone I really like you know and so I, I, I this fiddle like it has you know it's easy to play and it just it has all the things and it like on the high notes sing out too uh, so I like in a concert or something like which I'm, I'm doing a lot you know it it, 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 it can it can sing high, but it's got some warmth as well. And it, you can walk into a studio and record with it, and it's it's good. And it, it works in a lot of situations. But but more importantly than anything else, like it sounds good in a hotel room under my chin, like which is like sometimes fiddles don't, you know, in rooms like that. And because it's kind of got a rich tone, it's it's satisfying when I play, you know. It's supposedly a Lowendal is the is the brand name. And there's a little stamp on the back of it here that, that kind of suggests that. And uh, by all accounts, that would have been made in Germany sometime in the early to mid-1700s. So it's a pretty old fiddle. And um, But well, I like it. It's, it's got, I, just, I just enjoy the sound of it. I sometimes just pick it up and just knock a few notes out of it without even playing a tune just to hear it, you know. The other fiddle that I have is the one that my father gave me when I was like uh, about 12. And that's the one I've made all the records with and recorded and travelled with right up to this point. So that's a fiddle that I think will, will always be in my possession, you know. Boyartaveon, <laughs> Koto Karaway Garu, ni den Torres, I just was a shinchurga Criula, 
agus tadulukum gum ucha benyri na hama agus nuritin fidjil kinal da bog akrin tishanita kajinsha gumor lishan I think some tunes suit the fiddle. I think some keys suit the fiddle, and I think it, in some ways that that there's there's ways of playing the fiddle like that that makes some tunes more uh, adaptable. Like like we we have a great like around East Clare, and I don't think we even thought about it. Like fiddle players had this tendency to play in G minor a lot, for example, and. Um, and I, I do, I, I think there are fiddle tunes, like I think we'll say the, the Paddy Fahey tunes and Ed Reavy tunes, for example, like are just wonderful fiddle tunes, you know, because the fiddle always sounds good when it's playing those tunes for some reason. And you know that there's the trace of a fiddle player in, 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 in the way those tunes were composed, you know. But I mean, I also have an affinity, I think, for, for tunes from concertinas and pipes as well, you know. But like for, for you know, the Paddy Fahey tunes have that big broad range and uh, like big open G's and D's come flaring out like and and then nice minor touches like come in you know and it's the, the you know rich tunes like for the fiddle <laughs> Two of the finest kind of tune composers that we have at the moment, like I suppose, is probably Liz Carroll and 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 Charlie. They're they're just right, great tunes. Now I don't know them all, you know. I'm I'm learning bits of them as I go along, you know. But they do write them, and it's it's a really tricky thing to do, I think, to write good tunes these days because you're up against the the situation of. Um, you know, there's so many tunes out there. You inevitably sound like one one tune or another. But in order to be a legitimate tune to fit into tradition, it must in some way sound like all other tunes too. You know, so you have that kind of conflict. But they seem to balance it pretty good, I think. Vratan. <laughs> Oh, Sassana. The Hudson Mayor, just a couple of pieces of scrief. It was the chin, the Jera, the shock to Jiren and Mahane. I was Michael Connor, Blue Kernin, like Holtus. So, Cormé, a couple of tunes, she's a Regarian shin. I was in the Asian, the Gulordini, get a stuff, stuff new, Kyol new. So, Honic. Frankie Gavin Hogan, I guess we should do flute album again. I guess we should get a Kionua. So the hug may rinse my whole again. I guess Hanaki the ma, so we should unpopular and Jaha in the Asian. But the styles are, you know, there there are very distinctive styles within Ireland, and they, they, they when we talk about regional styles of music in Ireland, we are talking about the fiddle, because they're really most uh, sharply defined on the fiddle, and probably were, as always, probably were created on the fiddle. But you're also talking about personal styles of playing as well, 
like you, you've all the mentor figures in Donegal fiddle playing you might have John Doherty in Sligo you might have Michael Coleman uh, Clare you might have John Kelly or Joe Ryan or somebody like that and, and Kerry you might have Porrigo Keefe uh, Julia Clifford uh, but then you've all the personal stylists as well who are equally distinctive you know there's the Paddy Lacken he's not Donegal he's not Sligo what is he he's just a brilliant player and then there's a uh, you know Maeve Donnelly who's not quite East Galway she's something else as well you've uh, Liz Carroll who's you know not anything, I mean, but she's herself. Like, but been a very, very distinctive player and very elaborate and um, you know, inventive player as well. Then you have Eileen Ivers. Uh, the women seem to be on the 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 outer end of the the innovation spectrum here. But then you have Kevin Burke as well. You know, you have lots of people: Young John Kelly, uh, James Kelly, in the present time. There's, there's an awful lot of individual stylists. A lot of the time, you can actually identify who's playing just by listening to the way they play it it's like accents I mean if you're used enough to fiddle music you'll be able to define the player within reason uh, it's somebody you hardly know you won't be able to define, uh, to, to identify them but I mean usually you pick up the phone somebody speaks to you you can tell who it is instantly it's a bit like that with fiddle music it's a very very expressive instrument flute is expressive too but not nearly as much so as fiddle I think Bisha <laughs> Gahichanboali <laughs> Fitchifuchifrie <laughs> A hexa grosha apple, shenyum gomile than you be
Well, when we let you know, more Nurhanik Magabali Clea, we some more government could call Tommy Potts, especially Nurhuleman, Philican, Chunshin, the Homeshagas. When my salt more is a hot falsen art. Scary Shamartus, ancient Higmagabedanin Tadon, Nishinim da Living Mera Avisha, Vishashinim for Honorot the Yeller Fad. Shilum Vishanta Spirit Alta, Agus Inta Alinta, Vishop Shabble the Painter to my Agus Shifar Inta Inclartu Livion, Vishop Vrel, when I cast a lady, she goes Lear more cash than the yellow. Bagrelum Lomhain, Agus Frankie Kendi, Golamagus Seal, she goes Easter, just a couple of. Partners, which I can't read the year, loaded couple of tune. So can you go the you. So we should be um, from mall. She really in the chart them off each, the ruddy gas, the gasvilish, the ruddy mall. We should it's 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 so personal in me. It's 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 uh, it, it moves me so deeply, like you know, emotionally. In fact, I've often said I've often said a whole host of other things in nature in in the world, like uh, a fine man, a fine woman, good health, uh, sylvan beauty. All these things are just a poor reflection of what is to come. Now, such as it is, and for what it is, uh, mine is Irish tradition music, and I've said to myself, I, I must, I, I must conform with what God has laid down. If this and that, what I'm talking about, is a poor reflection, it would be awfully stupid to 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 do anything that would militate against realizing. The perfect thing. Fiddle, they or the violin is very, very. I mean, it's just the ultimate universal instrument. It's used in every culture, um, all sorts of. I mean, it's used in classical music through all of North Africa, for instance. You can play anything on it because you're making the notes yourself. So it just depends on what your acculturated style of music is. You know, you you achieve that sound. You can make any sound you like on the fiddle. You can play it in a Cleve Lucre style or a Donegal style, or you can play it in an orchestra, or you can play Hungarian. A restaurant music on it, which is kind of wild and goes up to the very, very highest notes that you can imagine. I love the fact that that that, that it has such a singing quality, and that it also, like, is an instrument 
that because of, of the nature of the tempered scale that we have, since we're not really bound by that on the fiddle, like it, it has a lot of variance to get at like minutiae, like with with, do, with notes. It also has um, that ability to be kind of perfect. I suppose kind of perfect. No, there's an oxymoron. But like to be perfect, really, like to to have perfect intonation you know to have like the most precise and clear thing and the other thing is that it's it's like a it's like a game of golf or something like that i mean the the theory is that like any mug can go out there and hit an occasional good shot like which convinces you and shows you just how good it could be if you were able to do it all the time and in a way we always have moments on the fiddle where we hear the tone just right and the sound is great and we're flowing so and and, and it's and it's an alluring vision like that you keep going after all the time and it keeps drawing you and drawing you and and, and so you know at its best you see it's it's an incredible sound like and 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 does an incredible openness to it and beauty you know it's a beautiful looking instrument and it's a beautiful sound i think he cradles the fiddle to his chin tucking it in like a child and the hawthorn bends with blackbirds as he hefts the bow tests the air for sweetness or unremembered ghosts silver flashes in a clean river the bow quivers for an instant light as the light sliver of day over the carob will he make us dance or draw all our unsaid sorrows into one lamenting call to ebb and flow and soothe us. He strikes the first note. Birds fly, feet tap, and three trout clear the furious waterfall. If you enjoyed this documentary, you might like to listen to our other Documentary on One productions. Visit rte.ie forward slash doc on one.